Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime. Perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 1103. You Can't Shame Yourself into Health and Hotness, part one, by Jesse Neeland with markfisherfitness.com. And I'm Dr. Neil, your host and narrator. Welcome back to another edition of Optimal Health Daily, or welcome for the first time if you're new here. This is the podcast where I act as your very own personal narrator and read to you from some of the most popular health and fitness blogs online, and always with a bit of my commentary at the end. Now, today's post is a bit on the longer side, so I'll read the first half today and then finish it up for you tomorrow. So let's get right to it and hear part one of today's post as we optimize your life. You Can't Shame Yourself into Health and Hotness, Part 1, by Jesse Neeland with markfisherfitness.com. I once worked with a woman named Ella who told me that every morning she would routinely look at Fitness Inspiration, or Fitspo for short, and then stand in front of the mirror and pick her body apart in an effort to get motivated to work out. Horrified, I asked Ella how effective this technique was. She said sometimes it worked because it made her want to change her habits immediately, but sometimes it made her feel so bad about herself that she would skip the gym and spend the whole day binging instead. Despite those iffy results, she maintained the belief that if she were to stop this self-shaming ritual, she would never work out and never lose weight. Somewhere along the way, Ella had picked up on the idea that the best way to get motivated was to feel super terrible about herself. This is understandable, since shame as motivation shows up everywhere, from fat-shaming images in doctor's offices, to Jillian Michaels screaming at fat people, to pretty much all advertising. Theoretically, the idea is that a person who feels sufficiently like garbage will do something to change. The problem with this idea, especially when it comes to habits of health and fitness, is that it is horribly, woefully, and dangerously false. Feelings of shame, humiliation, and negativity actually tend to make a person more likely to give up on the very behavioral changes they were trying to get motivated to do. Let's look at how this works in practice. 
Shame as a motivator. Does it work? You habitually browse through photos of young, fit, lean blondes doing yoga on beaches surrounded by captions like, what's your excuse? To remind yourself that you are out of shape, fat, lazy, and gross. Wanting to escape the shame of your grossness as quickly as possible, you start a strict diet plan and force yourself to exercise daily in ways you don't enjoy. You focus on being perfect with your plan to make up for being bad for so long. You check in daily with how you look and beat yourself up for not changing faster. Within a few weeks, you can't maintain the strict diet or exercise plan anymore because you feel too hungry and miserable and you're still so far from the finish line. So really, what's the point? You binge on all the foods you promised yourself you wouldn't eat and then figure since the plan is ruined anyway, you may as well stop exercising too and you end up exactly where you started, only more frustrated with yourself. Ugh. Been there, done that. If this sounds familiar, don't worry. There's nothing wrong with you. You're not lacking willpower and the solution isn't to try harder next time. It's just that your plan was built on a foundation of shame and negative self-talk. So it was doomed to fail from the start. Let me say that again. You are not a failure. You just happened to pick a plan destined to fail. There are many reasons shaming yourself into long-term health and fitness success doesn't work from the physiological, like how both dieting and exercising tend to make you feel super hungry, to the psychological, like how strict rules, like I have to work out every day or I can't eat sugar, bring out your inner rebel and make you want to do the exact opposite thing immediately. The truth is, our bodies and brains just weren't built to be controlled under the strict tyranny of shame. Instead, we're wired to blossom under and lean toward the sunlight of compassion, acceptance, and positivity. A kinder, gentler story. So let's talk about this. Despite what many people seem to think, accepting your body the way it is isn't about giving up or settling. And it definitely doesn't mean you can't change anything. Accepting your body is about simply refusing to attach a story about how your current body means anything bad or negative about you. Self-compassion goes a step further and means that you offer yourself the same kindness, sympathetic concern, warmth, and understanding you would offer your best friend or a child. Approaching yourself with compassion means recognizing that there's nothing wrong with you. It means acknowledging that you're doing your best and that you're in good company. Other people have felt how you feel and struggled how you're struggling, so you're not alone. So let's take a look at what the decision to make some changes from a place of self-acceptance and self-compassion might look like. Acceptance and compassion as a motivator to health and hotness. You notice that you feel really out of shape one day when you're huffing to make it up a few flights of stairs and decide that you wanna have more energy and stamina and get healthier because you deserve to thrive and feel strong. With curiosity instead of judgment, you examine how you got here and realize that over the last few years, you've let self-care slide because you were focusing on other priorities, work and family. Understandable. You give yourself permission to move slowly in the direction you desire as a way of bringing even more energy to both of those important parts of your life. You layer in one new healthy behavior at a time, aiming for progress rather than perfection. You pay attention to how these new behaviors make you feel and remember that occasionally slipping up is part of the process. Over time, you layer in more and more healthy behaviors, focusing on how much better they make your life 
and celebrating your successes. One day, you wake up and you realize you're in pretty good shape and that you're healthy and thriving. Obviously, this scenario is more successful in the long term than the first one. But doesn't it also sound a heck of a lot more pleasant? Exactly. Starting out. Hear that on tomorrow's episode. You just listened to part one of the post titled You Can't Shame Yourself into Health and Hotness by Jesse Neeland with markfisherfitness.com. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it filters out incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash health. Just go to indeed.com slash health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Dr. Neil here for my commentary. Remember when Jesse mentioned how telling yourself, I can't eat sugar, brings out your inner rebel and makes you want to do the exact opposite, meaning eat more sugar? It's amazing how that works, right? Well, psychologists have been trying to figure out why this is. And one theory is that when we spend too much of our brain power focusing on what not to do, two things may happen. One, that brain power gets all used up, leaving us with nothing left to help us make healthier decisions. And two, by focusing our attention on the things we don't want to be doing, we become obsessed with them. I've used this example before. Imagine, I tell you to keep your mind focused on anything you want, except for blue-skinned elephants, okay? Just don't think about blue elephants. Stop thinking about them. What did I just tell you? Stop thinking about blue elephants. Blue elephants, blue elephants. Stop thinking about blue elephants. I said stop blue elephants already. Stop thinking about blue elephants, blue elephants, blue elephants. What ended up happening? You became hyper-focused on them. You were like, Dr. Neil, just shut up for a second so I can stop thinking about blue elephants. Well, this is the exact same process that happens when you tell yourself things like, don't think about that piece of cake. Don't think about that cake, 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 cake. Or don't think about how badly I want that donut the boss brought in this morning. Don't think about that donut, donut, donuts. So what's the solution? I bet you can guess. Hyper-focus your attention on the things you want to be doing. Spend time thinking about ways to incorporate more fruits and vegetables into meals and snacks. Think about ways of squeezing in five minutes of activity during your busiest days or ways to take deep breaths when you feel like you don't have a moment to breathe. Become focused on your goals instead of what you're missing out on. That's how you stop that inner rebel of yours. All right, that's it from me for today. I hope you have a great rest of your Tuesday. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be back here tomorrow to finish up this post. So I'll see you there where your optimal life awaits.